Hi, so it's been a minute. I have not forgotten about posting any episodes. It's just that I've been really, really struggling to post some of the episodes I recorded last year. I have been really busy um, and really interested in certain things that have gotten me away from the mic and behind my desk. As you can hear, I am at home in my mother's house and it's a bit noisy with the dog outside, but please forgive me. Daisy is a bit of a strange character in that she barks at nothing. And um, I've been barking at nothing, uh, threatening to post another episode on my Twitter page. But here I am apologizing to you guys who have been listening um, to some of the episodes that I've posted in the past. So I decided to do a recap of what the past four episodes have been all about. And I think it will give some people a picture of what I've attempted to do in the past four episodes. So the first episode I interviewed or I spoke to a very knowledgeable woman around our psyche um, as black women and also as black powerful women. So I sought out to have sort of a candid conversation with Zandi Maite, who is a neurotherapist, so to speak. And she really talked to me about the power of healing, the power of addressing um, our own notions of failure and what that means in the greater scheme of things when it comes to our careers and our lives. I really enjoyed her perspective on how to deal with sexual assault. As some of you know, I also have been very vulnerable on that podcast episode because I'm also somebody that has gone through sexual assault, which is another part of my life that is ever changing and also very painful to discuss. So when I had the chance to speak to Zandi, I made sure that I spoke my mind. The second episode that I had was with my friend and colleague in the arts, Mr. Tondaraichi and Diku, and it was around about the time that we were very interested in what's happening in the arts, specifically relating to um, his Zimbabwean roots and also living and working in South Africa. He's an actor and one of the people that really told it as it is when it comes to um, doing the work, not wanting to just be um, given everything and anything at the time that you want it, but also putting in the work, that extra effort to make ends meet as a creative. So I really enjoyed his take on survival within the creative industries and what it takes and how to do it and how to crack it in the world that's always changing and always making you feel like you're not enough. So he really cracked open another topic of interest that I really enjoyed speaking about. And um, yeah, I hope that it will really shine a light on 
some of the things that creatives go through when they're also navigating this very strenuous <laughs> industry that we're part of. Um, so yeah, moving on, I then went to speak to somebody that I really respect, somebody that I really like in the industry, um, specifically someone that built a whole community of creative people. So I spoke to Dillian S. Piri in my third episode and I really felt confident. <laughs> I really felt like I was really getting somewhere and it was fantastic. It was wonderful to actually speak to someone who did the same thing that I did, who wanted to build communities of creative people all over the world and take over um, the world at the same time. And so that conversation really also opened me up to understanding what it's like to be a creative in Cape Town and what it's like to be a creative in Johannesburg. And how do we navigate these different worlds as founders of two amazing creative narrative breaking storytelling platforms so he runs creative nestlings and i run samatsa library and we spoke about a myriad of issues that really speaks to the current topics of the world um and not to give too much away we also talked about how um politics plays a role in our creative industries and what other measures should government take in terms of empowering young people within the creative industries and Dillian had a lot of things to say and share that really got me thinking um, and subsequently to our conversation I then also published a really cool article with a co- writer um, and a friend and it also spoke it also spoke to the issues that he raised in our episode that episode was probably I would say the most tough to have because I understand what it means to build something from scratch and how that could also make or break you so I'm very happy to have had that conversation with Dillian and I think he has done well for himself. He's done super uh, well in terms of his um, community and continues to do very well um, as a photographer, as a father and somebody that I could always knock on his door and speak to. So moving on, then we have our fourth episode, which was lit um and i i say this with such um excitement because i think this episode that i had the last episode that i had um the fourth episode that i had with toby led lamini was incredible i have to say like it was absolutely incredible and i think she did very well in speaking about the notion of failure in our black communities. And like I said, I don't like giving away a lot about these these conversations because I think this is just a teaser. Um, 
sort of a little bit of an of a of a peep into what I've been talking about with people who I admire, who I think have a voice and who continue to inspire me. So the fourth episode is primarily for the person who is wondering why failure? Why would I discuss failure in a world that's obsessed with success? Why would I go as far as talking about failure as an entrepreneur? And before I get into my fifth episode with Uno Duval, I thought it was very important to discuss these four episodes because they really talk to the heart of my my take on on failure. And I think they also depict a picture that has been long forgotten and long denied, right? And this is just me tearing myself apart <laughs> and asking questions that I've always wanted to ask and also making sure that those conversations that I have with other people are not only one-sided um, because the people that I interview in the first episode, in the first four episodes really talk about the heart of what failure has meant to them. And I love that because as brilliant as they are, as immaculate as they are in all their different careers, they remain true to the story and to their story. They remain true to the notion of failing forward and rising above the ashes and making sure that failure doesn't inhibit them or constrict them or confine them. And so I really hope that in the next couple of episodes, you will enjoy my conversation with Uno Duval, my conversation with a fashion stylist, my conversation with, wow, so many people that I've lined up, a conversation I have with a friend in Denmark about grief and mourning and losing people in our lives that are important. And also I have a conversation with a person who has also delved into the entrepreneurial field as a as a fashion designer um, and also people, ordinary people that have inspired me to be Balisa, to be the person that manages failure as they go along, as they move on, as they do things in the world. And this podcast is really a love letter to everyone who's ever experienced failure and who will always experience failure. I hope that you will enjoy listening in on the many, many perspectives on this podcast. Sorry, it's taken so long for me to post episode five. I apologize to those that have waited for so long. And I promise I will try to keep you posted. For in the meantime, on this Sunday, in my mother's house, and with all the people that have been going through the most during the pandemic, I hope this podcast reminds you that there is absolute 
peace at the end of this terrible time. Ciao.